This is the Epilogue audio experience. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Passion People podcast. I'm your host Naga and today I'm with Vidya Chakravarti who is a dancer. Morning Vidya, thank you so much for taking time out for today's podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good Naga and thank you, it's a pleasure mine to be talking to you and addressing the people who will be listening to this. So to begin with, let me introduce myself. I'm a Kathak dancer and I'm by passion. In the profession, I'm into early childhood education. Okay. So what I does one have to study to be into early childhood education? This is a master's degree by Bangalore University. It's a new course actually. Okay. So it's like just the fourth or fifth batch in Bangalore University who okay. is doing a master's in early childhood education. Okay. So, so it's a branch of psychology, right? Yes. It okay. Is. But uh, it, it specifically deals with uh, education during childhood. Okay. Like the zero to eight hmm. years part of. A person's life. Okay, mm. got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. You can continue. So, so yeah, that's that's what I do. Uh-huh. And uh, as of now, I do freelancing. Mm-hmm. Like I design curriculum for preschools, and I do counseling for children. Okay. And when I'm not doing anything, I travel. Okay. So, how was uh, 2016 for you? 2016 was fabulous in the sense that. Uh, I did a lot of shows that actually uh, got me a lot of different kind of experience as a professional. Okay. Uh, I traveled enough, uh, got you know, got some really different uh, experiences to be with uh, strangers, mm-hmm. different cultures, different places, and I also uh, took up freelancing as a choice, mm-hmm. and I knew what it was like. To be on your own. Okay. So 2016 was more of, you know, self-discovery and all that. Okay. And it was quite some independence. So I learned to be free. I was not bound by uh, anything specific. Okay. So it, it was a great start, and I don't think I'm going to go back to being bound by anything again. Okay. I guess the freedom is just too liberating. Yes. <laughs> so uh, take us back a couple of years, uh, like after your masters or. Like after your uh, bachelor's, so how how did you how did you come to be in this place? So I actually <coughs> did my bachelor's in biotechnology. Okay. Uh, and I, I just made up my mind I'm going to do, do my master's and PhD in biotechnology. Okay. But it so happened I don't know how it happened, but I was also into Carnatic music. Uh, okay. Uh, since childhood. Hmm. By the end of bachelor's, I decided to take it up seriously. Hmm. Like it, it, I. Decided that it's not just another hobby. I have okay. to do something with it. So I thought I could manage. And after bachelor's, I took up masters in biotech, and I was doing it. Mm-hmm. So, but but with the you know rising stress levels and work pressure, right. and things like that, I I just understood that this was not for me. Okay. So I had to take a call and decide whether I have to be into the arts mm-hmm. or into science. Okay. And then I, I I just took a leap of faith and thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I chose music mm-hmm. and continued doing Carnatic music. So okay. basically, my master's dropout. Okay. So I I took a break mm. after uh, I, I like I did one semester of biotechnology and okay. then got into Carnatic mm. music. Mm. So I was learning Carnatic music and my appetite for arts just. Got uh, heavier. Okay. And I thought I want to do something more. Hmm. So and I was also recovering 
from uh, some stress and jaundice and all that. Okay. So physically, also I needed some rest. Okay. But at the same time, I didn't want to, you know, like uh, limit myself to being in four walls. Hmm. So I started exploring as to how I can expand my, uh, you know, interaction with the art form and okay. more of it. Dive so, a little deeper. Yeah. Hmm. So apart from Carnatic music, there was uh, what I wanted to try was dance. Hmm. And by popular trend, Bharatanatyam is what works in South India. Correct. So there's every other person doing Bharatanatyam, so I didn't want to do Bharatanatyam. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was just my impulse that I began to learn Kathak. Okay. So it's quite funny actually. I didn't know what Kathak even looked like. Okay. So I think I, most of us didn't don't <laughs> like me included. Yeah. So you'll also have to give us like a background of uh, different dance forms, Kathak and so how, yes, how it's Kathak is a North Indian dance form. Okay. So basically, it's confused with Kathakali. Kathakali is this you know uh, dance form of Kerala when you wear a lot of face painting. Oh right, 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 right. The crown and. Uh. You know, it's like really big, loud costumes. Right. And basically, with uh, Kathak, you express with your face. There's not much of movement. Mm-hmm. Sorry, in Kathakali, you express with your face. There's not right. much movement. Right. Kathak is a very ancient dance form. Mm. It's even been mentioned in the Mahabharatas. Okay. So they Kathak, it's they are basically storytellers. Mm. So they're uh, by profession. Their job is to say sto- narrate stories. stories. Okay. And they've been doing that since the age of mythological era. Right. So that came down to be the North Indian form of dance. Okay. Uh, is there a particular state where this originated, or uh, there are three, four styles of Kathak. Okay. So it was practiced in uh, Jaipur. Mm-hmm. It's called the Jaipur Gharana. Okay. It was practiced in Lucknow. Okay. That is called the Lucknow Gharana. Okay. And then it was practiced in Banaras. Okay. So there are three styles. Mm. So, and you will see uh, the difference in styles has a lot to do with the culture of each the of the particular region. place, right? Yes. So Jaipur is, you know, it used to be, uh, uh, you know, ruled by warriors. Correct. And so you you see that vigor and yeah, uh, the intensity in the in, dance. In the dance. But Lucknow, uh, actually there was a point of time in India wherein all dance forms, all classical art forms mm-hmm. were dying. Right. And not just Kathak, every other art form. Like, Do you think, don't you think it's still happening? I hope not, but it's a lot better than what it used to be earlier. Okay. Because it was a, it was a taboo at that point of time. Okay. Because women were not allowed to dance out oh, in the open. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And you know, slowly, especially Kathak began to be uh, the courtesan's dance form. Okay. So even now, when you watch a lot of Bollywood Kathak, mm. that's that's what people think it still is. Okay. But no, it, mm. it has a lot of dignity to it. Mm. So at this point of time, when uh, the classical art forms were dying, mm. uh, the it came back. Kathak came back to life in the Mughal period in Lucknow. Oh, okay, okay. So it, it started coming to the court as a mm. courtesan's dance form. Mm. Uh, and you know, and the Mughals added their own uh, flavor to it. Yes, that's how we have the chakras and all that. Because mm. you, you spin, you take a lot of pirouettes. Okay. And and there was and there were musicians and there mm. were uh, poets who came to the court to do more to the art form okay. with the king. So they would work with the dancers. Mm. And that's how Kathak came back to 
you know being socially accepted okay came back to being in trend okay and that's how people began to respect it again mm-hmm. and and they earned more respect when uh, it was not just an art form mm. they used it again to start narrating okay so it went back to its roots in a yes way. and uh, this this is the mughal period is when this uh, trend of writing thumris mm. came in so okay. these thumris are conversational pieces between you know a hero heroine which mm. is usually krishna and radha in the indian scene okay so when that happened when the mythological flavor came back to mm. it people began to respect it again and you know respect it as a classical art form and then people started taking it up again okay so that is what kathak is mm-hmm. so, uh, so and it's not very popular down south okay because uh, basically kathak has a lot to do with bhajans mm. and mandanas and hindustani music okay. and even their uh, thumri and other pieces are mm. to do with hindi and right. krishna and radha so it's not very relevant to the south Correct. indian uh, people mm. so people are not very aware of it okay. and it's not very widely practiced in south india as much mm. as it is in the north mm. so i thought like this is what i'm supposed to do like i don't want to do what everybody is doing i'll mm. do something different something different mm. so I I just I was just randomly uh, driving around and I saw this board and they said Kathak classes. Okay. So I just walked in and said, uh-huh. uh, "What is this all about?" No, I didn't ask anything. Uh-huh. So I just met my teacher. I said, uh-huh. "I want to learn Kathak." Uh-huh. She said, "Okay, have you learned any other dance forms?" Okay. And I was like, "Pretty, you know, usually people who begin to learn classical dance forms hmm. begin early, like right, this, like four, five." Yeah. Right, they begin early. And how old were you when uh, you took this up? I was around twenty-one or twenty-two. Okay. It, it it was quite an impulsive decision that I wanted to start dancing. I I don't even know out of where it came, mm-hmm. but I just decided I want to dance. Okay. So, I I just uh, found this teacher. I said I want to learn Kathak. Mm-hmm. She asked me, Have you learned any other dance form mm-hmm. earlier? I said no. She said, Okay, fine. Uh, you can come uh, on Saturday and mm-hmm. start. And uh, she also told me uh, the day I went to inquire about the mm-hmm. classes. She said she was performing. Mm-hmm. The whole ensemble was performing. Okay. She said if you're free, you can come in the evening. Okay. I said I'll definitely be there, and I and I went and watched. Okay. So that was the first Kathak show I watched. Hmm. Before even you know, I knew what Kathak was or decided. Right. So I was I was blown. My mind was blown. I was like, so till then, I had decided that I want to learn Kathak. Hmm. But I had this slight hesitation. Uh, well, yeah, thinking like, am I doing the right thing? Uh. Am I being too impulsive? Or, a little bit of doubt mm. but intuitively i knew i was in the right path mm. so i watched the show and for sure i was assured i was right. like okay this so is what that little bit of doubt yes. was blown away so i decided uh-huh. okay this is what i'm going to do for, okay for the rest of my life and right so so that was the that was the aha moment yes <laughs> okay So, 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 especially the, this that one particular performance I watched of my seniors. Okay. And mm-hmm. and that just blew my mind. Right. So, like, and at that point of time, things were way too comfortable. Mm. So I wanted to push myself and challenge myself Begin. to do something. Okay. And this looked like worth it. Like something worth this it. This is right. the challenge, and I just decided to take it up. Hmm. And then I started classes and I started learning. Hmm. 
and i was like too driven way too motivated right. because especially after taking a break hmm. and after dropping out of a master's degree right. and you were bubbling with that enthusiasm it, no it was not just the enthusiasm it was like you know you have to do something to uh, tell yourself that you're in the right path it was, right. it's like you not quit out of impulsiveness yeah and yeah. you not quit out of being a coward or right uh, things like that it's mm. like you quit for a purpose and you're in the right path right so i so it was like you know i had to prove it to myself and mm. to people that see i'm not i'm not wasting my life i'm doing what i'm loving <laughs> at the same time i'm making progress right because a lot of people told me like my hmm. friends there were people who said like i'm i'm a big fan of shobhana okay uh, so a lot of people told me like see shobhana has been dancing since childhood hmm. and you're starting now that was another point okay thing was like see she's not married you will have a lot of difficulty with your personal life huh. a lot of classical dancers have that problem hmm. and the worst part was it was coming from my friends and not my family Okay. So it was that the best part or the worst part? It's actually the best part. Okay. Because I had nobody to stop me. Right. And the people the worst part because the people I go to for encouragement. Right. 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 They right. are the ones who are discouraging me at that point of time. Mm-hmm. So it it was a rough phase. Right. Because I had to, you know, stay away from that negativity. Correct. And, you know, because when I'm very strong mm. and dead sure of what I'm doing. Mm. It and it was a leap of faith. It was right. impulsive. I didn't want anybody to add to my confusion. Right. So I think that, I can relate to what you're saying. Yes. So I thought, let me just take it as it comes. Okay. As of now, it's going fine. Let me do it. Hmm. And if it doesn't turn out well, there's always it's not the end of life. Right. Let's try something right. else. But I knew I was going to do this. Okay. So I began, and I did some research, and hmm. you know, I was very inspired by my gurus hmm. and my seniors. So I did. I like. I oh, I would talk to them. I would ask them how their practice days used to be. Okay. And especially my teachers. Hmm. Um, we have two teachers. Hmm. And one teacher, the I, the one I learned from on hmm. a regular basis, uh, Ms. Nandini Mehta. Hmm. So she is a Bharatanatyam dancer. Okay. And when she start, when Kathak was new to uh, South India, like hmm. there was this place called Natya Institute of Kathak and Choreography. That's okay. where she learned from. Hmm. So it, she did a course there. It was a degree. Okay. And that was in Bangalore. Mm. So out of her uh, passion for mm. the art form, she wanted to learn more of Kathak. So what she used to do, she used to travel to Ahmedabad, mm. like every now and then, and learn and come back and practice and go back and learn more. Okay. So you know, that was very inspiring. Like who does that? And especially in these days, they right. don't travel, learn. And right. So. I I felt very blessed because hmm. you have one really good teacher right, right next to your house who's teaching. Oh, right next to your house. Four kilometers in Bangalore is like right next to your yeah, house. Yeah. <laughs> so. That, that's fantastic. Yeah, oh. and and we still have people coming in from different parts of Bangalore for like just classes. one hour of classes. And mm-hmm. So I think that is the nice scene about classical dance right. coming back to trend. Hmm. So I felt blessed and gifted because there is one teacher right next to my house teaching on a. daily basis i don't have to take that much pain right at the same time it's that much responsibility mm. because they are passing down their hard work right in like in they're literally spoon feeding you correct so that inspired me mm-hmm. and i just thought i should do a lot more of it okay so i guess uh, their uh, enthusiasm and their passion also rubs off on us right like it does it inadvertently does. it just it you know you just spend time with them and you know exactly 
and then um, I asked my seniors and seniors and all they've been learning for like 15 20 years okay and they also pretty much started when they were my age okay so I was like now confident okay right. now I'm not too late they, they, it's, it's not like by I, now all of the yeah. doubt was gone yeah so and they were like amazing hmm. so I thought okay like now I have to take it to the next level correct so I joined in 2013 hmm. uh, and then I had to set some targets right, right. because classical dance is so vast and just hmm. keep learning and learning so I thought okay but like my seniors and all hmm. let me take like just at least five years to reach that level hmm. and perform on stage okay so it, it was like you know self-inflicted right targets targets and some injuries too <laughs> <laughs> so it so that that was the challenge hmm. and then I, I i gave myself five years okay but then i was way too brim brimming with way too energy and <laughs> way too driven okay i thought let me make it three years okay and then i was working hard and there was not i was not doing anything else so i okay. could afford to give that time and hmm. energy to it okay so but i ended up doing my first stage show in one year Wow. It was so not the best, but going five to three to one. one. So all because of the interest. Interest in passion, and I was just blessed with a good teacher who would, you know. And you were also dedicated to, you know, make it happen. Yes. So it, it also depends on the teacher. If you show that interest, they they are willing to work that much on you. Hmm. Correct. So that way I was gifted. So it it worked well. It all fell in place. Do many dancers do a stage performance in a year after they start learning? Not a lot of them. Okay. Not they they need at least uh, at least but of course it depends on dance form. It, it's nothing to do with time. Okay. Because some there are people I know uh, who started off with you know dancing on two left feet. Mm. But they took their time and you know they made progress. Right. And there are people who are natural dancers. Mm. So it's, it's, it has nothing to do with time. Okay. But of course. Uh, but one classic, year is still early, right? One year quite is still early okay. because classical dance needs a lot of conditioning in the body mm. and in the mind. Right. So that way, I think one year is quite good. Awesome. And so that's how it it's, it's been going on. Okay. And, and it was quite motivating mm. because. How did you feel when you were on stage? Uh, the first time. It felt like I belonged here. Okay, it's like coming home. Yeah, so it's like this is where I belong. Hmm. So it's, it's kind of the same feeling you had when you did your when you saw your first show and when you performed your first show. Did, yeah, could, I don't could you know. make that I'll connection? I'll tell you what. So there was this uh, show uh, I attended like two three years before my uh, first stage hmm. show. It was in the same stage. Okay. So I happened to go to the artist and say it was a great show. Hmm. I really enjoyed it. So he asked me, "Are you a dancer too?" Hmm. I don't know why. Huh. Uh, I said. Not yet. Okay. Back then I had no plans of joining dance because I was totally into Carnatic music. Right. But I don't know how or why or what made me say not mm. yet. So that day I remembered, okay, this was the point. Oh, the same place. Yeah. So, wow. So it was like, you know. You kind of knew inside. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think it just fell in place. Right. It, it was not like I was consciously doing things, although I was making an effort mm. to. But things were happening by itself. So, the toughest part was to, you know, uh, stick to your uh, interests and intuition mm. and believe in what you're doing. Especially when, when, when everything around, around you and everybody around you is going towards 
different paths and they're not having a good time mm. although they pretend to be having a good time and show only that yeah <laughs> so this was a lot of hard work mm-hmm. and uh, artists usually have their highs and lows mm. so it was emotionally demanding okay and as a dancer it was physically demanding mm. and the challenge was to stick on to it amidst all the confusion and dilemma mm. it was uh, the challenge was to stay motivated mm. the challenge was to work towards your targets and be patient mm. so that was the biggest challenge but how did you overcome these like how how did how did you see these uh, like through as as they were coming was it was it just that you were taking it one day at a time and you were not really paying a, a lot of attention to all of the negativity or just staying away from it in general or was it or were you doing something uh, was there a conscious effort on your side to make sure no it was a lot of conscious effort okay and like see when there is some negative reality around mm. and you can sense that it is negative and it's not good for you you make conscious effort to come out of it mm. and there's always a tendency to put that extra effort to go towards the positive not just the neutral correct so In i took to leverage prove them wrong yeah so i took leverage from the negativity right So in in a way, it's good for your creative ego. Right, like he told me this. Yeah. Now I'm How can he tell me this? Right. You know, I have to prove him wrong. Right. So and and it just shows on, on the stage. Okay. It it comes from inside. I think that's a great tip for people who, who are following like a new path, right? Because yes, people are just really quick to judge, really quick to say no, really quick to put us in our place. right because that's what like the thing is at a point of time you have to be strong enough to decide that nobody can decide for you nobody can judge for you because right. you are the only person who knows yourself best right like it's it's especially when i quit my masters mm. for music mm. and then i said i'm doing dance mm. people thought i lost it huh. Okay. Like this case is not going to Ha so she doesn't know what she wants in life huh. she says music she says dance huh. and then she said biotechnology she was dreaming of phd and all that now she's huh. doing this so when when you have a calling you, you mm. just you just take it you know? right so you just know yeah mm. so so that you know uh, sticking to the intuition mm. going with the flow was hard mm. because you had to concentrate a lot on yourself right. there had to be a lot of solitude to work on right. and uh, you know facing your own fears and it it was very demanding mm. but you always know it's going to make you stronger at the end of it right so un- unless you can believe that it's it is going to work and mm. it, you are going to take that effort and make sure you're going to be stronger at the end of it right you can't handle it otherwise so, that's true so either you're through it or you're not into it i guess it's like a self fulfilling prophecy right because if you believe then you'll put in the work if you put in the work yes. then you can see the results if you can see the results then that will help you believe more exactly and so, it's like this beautiful cycle yes it's, it's a vicious cycle yeah and the th- and most importantly I, i was not keen on doing a stage show okay but the stage show i wanted to do was only because you know i can see and you know tell myself that progress is happening mm. and in the meanwhile i can also shut some people up in the process like see i'm going on stage right so it, it's it's not a wrong path i've chosen right so it's, a, it's not necessary actually mm. but it's just to shut that negativity for some time Correct. and as an artist you need to do that right, right. like you need audience and mm. you need people to watch what you do that's right. what artists live for right 
so that way after my first show i was like pretty much motivated mm. so i knew that progress was happening mm. so then i uh, you know the first few shows you're like all fueled up and right. like so then then the journey you know i started becoming a little more conscious mm. you know, because after seeing my seniors perform mm. and my gurus perform mm. so okay this is what how i'm supposed to take it on stage let mm. me take the stage shows a little slower mm. now let me work on the art form let okay. me learn the technique and condition my body and mm. mind so at, at one point of time i you know decided to be laid back about shows mm. and work more in the art form okay. so it, it's it's a process it's, mm. it's the journey of every other art artist mm. so i took it slow and then and i was getting better at it so, so. and and then i thought okay fine now i'm doing enough for myself mm. i got my share of contentment right so that's when uh, early childhood education happened okay so i thought okay now now that i'm being happy mm. by myself mm. it's time to you know spread the positive vibes and you know give my share to the society mm. so i wanted to do something that uh, helps mm. uh, children especially okay. so because that that's where i began mm. so i was into you know i come from a religious orthodox brahmin family so right. i was exposed to mythology and epics mm. and and classical dance forms are based on that classical art forms are based on right. that and so i thought childhood is the most important period so i thought and i came across this course and i thought i should do it mm. and and i'm good with children mm. and especially going uh, having done a lot of you know retrospection and mm. introspection and act, actually i consciously chose this because i knew for a fact that my uh, journey into classical music and dance was based on my childhood mm. the roots were in my childhood right so you so, wanted to make sure that yeah so i felt sorry for a lot of people who did not get that kind of experience. not just the experience people should be able to go back to childhood and know like this is what happened and this is why i am like this and this right. is what i want for my future right so i was just lucky enough to get all that mm. so i thought people should be uh, you know get access to that mm. so that's how i took up that course okay and so that masters you completed that i completed <laughs> <laughs> successfully okay so, but dance helped you get that dance helped me in being happy by myself okay so being happy by myself got me there Okay. So you can't pour from an empty cup, right? right? So I was happy. So I was ready to, you know, give to people. Hmm. So the, now, now I didn't have to bother about negativity and shutting people off. Right, because you've taken care of yourself. Yeah. Now, right. So now I could afford to take care of others. That makes sense. So it was a sharp, steep journey. Right. But quite eventful as well. Mm-hmm. But it was quite enriching in. It, it gave a lot of strength and made me look more inward. Hmm. And so that's how here I am today. That's and awesome. And you're performing in Cambodia. Yes, yes. So fully sponsored. So yes. So five. The, the target I set was five years on stage. Hmm. One year I went on stage, and in three years I'm doing. I'm performing on an international stage with the whole ensemble. That's uh, fantastic. All, that being sponsored by the Ministry of Culture, Government of India. So it's like it's it's a responsibility to be just representing. The an country. indian classical art form the country the mm-hmm. culture on a foreign land so 
I'm all excited and thrilled. That is awesome. <laughs> that is absolutely awesome. In in closing, I wanted to add like a list, small list of questions that I wanted to ask you. Sure. So, uh, if if you had to describe yourself as an animal, which one would it be? Um, eagle. Why? See, an eagle can um, from even from two miles away, it can spot a rabbit. Okay. It has focus. Okay. It 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 and it has the you know. Drive. Yeah, and it it always sits at a height. Okay. It doesn't, you know, it is not with the other crows and sparrows. Okay. It, it has its level. Okay. And it's focused, and it and it's all by itself. It doesn't need a try. It doesn't flock as a group. Right. So it, I, I find it very classy. It's a very royal bird, and that's, even that's, the way that's it moves, nice. it's 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 stylish and royal. So that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> If there's one thing that you could say uh, to people who wanted to do something different or follow their passion, what would your one one-line advice for them would be? Um, listen to your intuition. Okay. And at the same time, be practical about it. Okay. So everywhere you go, go with your heart and take your brain as well. Okay. So there are a lot of people I've. Come across mm. so so when they begin mm. they are very excited and enthusiastic mm. but they don't sustain because they don't see progress they burn out quickly yes so be patient and take it one step at a time so okay keep targets for yourself and if you stay focused and work hard for it you will get it that's great advice <laughs> one I have not heard before because everyone everyone talks about following your heart. No one talks about carrying your brain along. Taking the brain, it's it's equally that's, important. That's 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 brilliant. See, there's uh, there's an emotional brain hmm. and there is a practical brain. Right. The logical brain asks you to not do stuff right. that hurts your emotions, right. but it's the emotional brain that wants you to follow your passion. Correct. So it's very important to maintain balance. That's true. Otherwise, that that's how people get burnt out. That's true. So it's very important to stay balanced. That's great advice. That's great advice. <laughs> Uh, I had a wonderful time talking to you, Vidya. I'm sure oh. people would have, uh, you know, people are going to love our conversation. And I, I could just see. Thank you, Naga, <laughs> for uh, you know allowing me to share my experiences with people because you know it's 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 quite a personal thing for me. Right. And I don't know how much it means to others, mm -hmm. but I I'm sure a lot of people uh, can learn from you know just interacting with other people. Yeah. And I am one of those people who is learning in this process. <laughs> and and I think it is important to learn from other people's journeys as right. well. And I thought this was one journey worth sharing. I I definitely think so too. I could uh, actually I could just see your face light up when you're speaking about your dance and your yeah, art form. Yeah, the thing is so at times I can't sure. even complete my sentences because <laughs> there are so many memories and so right. many feelings just you know hitting yeah. your mind at a time. Right. And it takes time to. It, it's sometimes it's overwhelming when <laughs> you look back, and I that is imagine. what motivates you all the more to go forward. I can imagine. So this imagine. is another motivation to me because I'm beginning my year <laughs> right. with this 2017. 20, I'm beginning 2017 with you know looking back at the past three four years of progress. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you again, Vidya. Thank it's, you. It's Naga. been a Thank wonderful so conversation. Uh, yeah. Whatever information or. stuff about your shows and stuff if we can come and see uh, so for your upcoming shows if you can send us the links i'll put it up sure, as a sure, podcast now sure sure okay. and you can follow uh, my dance academy's page on facebook 
Okay. So it's called Nadam. N A D A M. Okay. The, that link also I'll put it up when, sure, I'm, sure. when I'm making it. Done. Thank you so, again. Thank, thank you for you your so time. Much. Thank you.